welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, this is the day, obviously, before Thanksgiving, which is celebrated in the United States, and Dr. Rick and I just wanted to take this time to reflect on all the many ways that we are thankful for the goodness of God, both in our lives personally, but also corporately through the ministry of Lifeline and just in general as the body of Christ. And we thought we would take some time, one, to reflect, but also to lead us all into a posture of truly being thankful before the Lord. Uh, Before I bring on Dr. Rick, I wanna remind you about our Change One Life campaign. It's our year-end campaign that really seeks to to help support this ministry of equipping the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This ministry that the Lord has given us and that he does through Lifeline is only possible because of the body of Christ who partners with us through their time, their knowledge, and ultimately their financial resources. Through your partnership, God is changing lives now and for eternity. And you can learn how you can change one life and you can learn so much more by visiting lifelinechild.org backslash change one life. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash change one life. Or as always, you can see our show notes. Well, this is the time of the podcast that everyone loves. It's when we get to bring on the venerable Dr. Rick. Uh, As many people know, he is a prolific writer. Uh, He has many books. He is popular for those books. And one thing you may not know is that he keeps those books always front and center on his desk. I guess in case someone didn't know that he was the writer of these books, they would see his name and see these books. But in all seriousness, Dr. Rick, even as we begin this idea of of thinking about and, and really exploring thankfulness, I just want to tell you, brother, I'm thankful for you. Well, I'm thankful for you too. And I'll let out a little secret too. The reason those books are on my desk is I can't even remember myself what I wrote. So having to, having to go back and, uh, and find a quote or two, but you know, Herbie, I, man, I, for it, I feel like we just did this. I, you know, like, it's like deja vu that we're, we're having this conversation. Um, but Thanksgiving's here again, uh, like a year ago, we were, we were talking about all the things that God had done in 2021 and emerging from the pandemic and, um, the, you know, the things that were on the horizon. And now here we are, we're at the end of, of 2022. It feels like we just had this conversation and yet, um, and yet there's so much that's, that's transpired. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that I, as I was just kind of reflecting and thinking about even sitting down and, and us doing this podcast, I was really drawn to a particular place in scripture, um, it, James chapter one, right? Like, and since we're, <laughs> since we talk about orphan care a lot, and that's, that's a, a thing that's, uh, you know, this front and center in all of our lives. I think whenever you say James chapter one, people immediately want to run to verse 27. I want to go 10 verses up and go to James uh, one seventeen, and uh, and and just you know, remember what James said before he gives us the admonition about um, you know letting our our works and and letting our actions match our words. He he says this. He says every good and perfect gift is from above, um, 
coming down from the Father of lights with whom, and this is the, the thing I think that's the most important part of it, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Um, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And man, just um, incredibly thankful for the things that we've been able to see God do and the 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 positive things, the blessings that we've seen, but also just just really mindful that even in the hard stuff that we slog through and the stuff that we probably wouldn't choose on our own um, to walk through, that the real blessing and the real thing to be thankful for is that God doesn't change and He's always with us, and and that He has He has given us His consistent, enduring, loving. Um, fatherly presence and that everything that we do and all that we're thankful for is, um, is, is kind of under that umbrella. And so that's, that's just kind of where I'm, where I'm living today a little bit and, and, and just, you know, trying to be thankful. Obviously we've got a lot that we can point to and we'll talk about that, you know, in the next, next few minutes about things that we've, we've seen the Lord do. But I, but I think most of all, the cool thing that we can say is, is we've been able to, to see things um, happen and, and, and all, but we've been able to see it under the watch care of God and the fact that um, that he's present and he's moving and he has us in the midst of, you know, wherever we are. Yeah. And I mean, I think even as I reflect on even what you said and, and, and as I think of even thankfulness and Thanksgiving, you know, when we think about what are we thankful for, it's very easy to kind of think of those high water moment things that happened, mm-hmm. uh, the things that we would even describe as blessings or things that made us happy or things that brought great joy or elation, you know, those high water marks. But, you know, uh, Paul tells the church at Thessalonica uh, in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he says, verse 16, rejoice always and pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of the Lord. And so I think even when we think about Thanksgiving, sometimes, again, we think of these big events, we think of these big happenings, we think of something that that maybe even we've prayed for that came to fruition, but maybe we miss the simpleness of the sun rising, that even in the hard moments that we've experienced over the last 12 months, that God has been faithful to be right there and present. And so you know, I, I, I know that we could easily spend the next few moments only talking about those things that, you know, brought us joy or were just huge victories. But we could miss the simple elegance of the Lord giving us breath, the, the Lord being present, the, the Lord being our father, who is a, a father to those of us as we suffer and and as we go through the condition of life. And so I hope that even as we gather around the table tomorrow, that we will be thankful for the simple things, that we will be thankful for the hard things, and that we will be thankful for the continual presence of God. Yeah, you know, thinking, just kind of thinking through some of the events of this year and things that we've seen, um, like I'm really, I'm drawn to a story and, and and, and thinking about not only the story, but the context around it. And the difficulty in all of it, and and yet it brings forth thanksgiving. And so um, we we had a family that was just with us here in Birmingham. Um, you know, just 
a few weeks ago for our annual dinner. Uh, the Baird family was able to come and be with us. And like, you know, I'm a crybaby. I'm probably going to cry all the way through this story. But the, 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 but seeing the Bairds um, and the way the Lord worked in their lives to, um, to bring about the adoption of their daughter, Jocelyn, from Ukraine in the midst of the war. Um, and man, to, to be able to stand in a, in a moment after all of that, to see the way that God moved and the way that he provided for them and, and not just even in their adoption, but in their lives in general and, you know, job situation and all these kind of things that, that happened over the course of a year and, and all that God did, um, and I think that's been one of those, that's been one of the stories that's been wind in our sails. It's been encouraging because we've, we've seen God do something in the bear's life and, and in Jocelyn coming home to them that um, quite frankly, seemed impossible. It, it seemed like it was, it was beyond reason at times that, that that was going to work, but there, but that God worked all things together and, and, and brought her home. But in, in the midst of that, you know, that's against the backdrop as well of a, of a country that I love and a country that you love and people that we desperately love that are, that are in the midst of war, people that are displaced from their home and displaced from their country, others that we know that we have relationships with that literally have taken up arms and are, and are fighting in the war. <laughs> and, um, and, and yet, um, hearing the stories from friends of the way that the church is carrying on and that the way the church is carrying the gospel forth in the midst of the war and the difficulty and the turmoil, um, God hasn't vacated Ukraine. And in the midst of circumstances that are awful and things that we believe are evil and, and shouldn't be, um, nevertheless, God is God has used that, and there are people that are that are coming to follow Jesus, and there are churches that are that are doing the work of of sharing the gospel and caring for the vulnerable and doing the things that um, that they've been called out to do faithfully. Still, um, like there are days where, just being really honest with you, it's it's such a mixed emotion of 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 hating the circumstance and not wanting it to be and praying for God to end it, but also seeing God work so powerfully in the midst of all that difficulty and, and seeing God do things in a country that we love, that we've prayed for. And we've asked that God would transform that culture, that he would transform people. And it's actually going on right now in, you know, in the middle of the war. And, and so I think, it's hard to be thankful for the war, but it's really easy to be thankful for the God who's present in the middle of the war and, and the people that he's, he's working through. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, I think even to that reflection, right. Uh, so much that we have to be thankful for from a ministry perspective here at Lifeline is, is born out of tragedy, right? It's not best for a child to be separated from their, their family. And yet, we celebrate how many kids find homes through adoption because it's a, a restoration and a reconciliation that we're being thankful for. But, but even that was born out of loss and it was, was born out of, of, of something that was outside of God's design. And so 
I just think of all the ways that we've seen a reconciling God who over and over shows himself strong to reconcile and to restore broken things. And, you know, I, I know it's it, it at this point, and you and I have talked about this a lot, even on this podcast. And so it, it, it may be trite, but it is true. I, I am grateful uh, for the decision of the Dobbs case uh, in June 24. And um, while certainly we wish that that would not have been uh, even ever on the books in 1973 with Roe v. Wade, we, we sit here grateful that, that the, the clock has been turned back some and that there are ways that we can preserve and protect life. And even that we're in those situations, broken situations where women are desirous not to be pregnant, maybe because of decisions or hardships or, or even trauma that they've experienced. Um, it's still a blessing of God when you see a country that seems to be becoming much more secular, uh, much more godless, uh, make a decision like this that at least puts uh, a, a, an ability uh, for there to be less abortions in our country. And so I'm grateful to the Lord because this is something that the church has been praying about for for literally 49 and a half years, praying on our knees that the Lord would do something. And I think for some, they wish it had gone further. But I think for most of us, we're just grateful for the progress that we see and that there's an opportunity now uh, for, for life to be preserved and, and for life to be protected. And, and even through that, I'm thankful for all the many women who have found us uh, before June 24th, but also after June 24th who are looking and seeking to choose life for the unborn in their womb and who are, are really leaning in to do something and, and, and for the opportunities that our team has to point them back to the grace of God and to see reconciliation, even in the lives of those birth mothers. So that's something certainly uh, that, that, that I'm very thankful for this year. You know, you know, in some of the, some of the things, I mean, um, we talk about, you know, kind of these big things and, and, you know, just large things like the Dobbs case and, and stuff that's, that's just been really, you know, radically altering to our, our world and our culture and, and things that we've prayed for, for a long time. Um, I'm, I'm also thankful that we serve a God who's wise beyond us and, and who, who sees time in a way that we never will this side of heaven. And, and so, you know, you and I today are sitting in a building, we're sitting in a new world headquarters for lifeline. Um, and, and that story, even of the fact that, um, you know, really kind of three years in the making and a lot of twists and a lot of turns. And if you really want to hear that story, come, you know, come hang out with one of us and we'll buy you a cup of coffee and talk about it. But, but the thing is that, that to see the faithful hand of God, God knew what we needed. He knew when we needed it. And, and he provided in a way that was not at all how any of us would have planned. Um, and, and I think we, you know, we now are um, as a ministry and as a, as a people, um, set up so much more effectively to serve the church and to serve vulnerable children and to, 
to, to host training and to do things here that we've dreamed about for a long time and, and things we've taken steps toward. But the fullness of that is all, um, you know, taking one giant step forward. And, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of in that place of um, being really thankful that, um, that God didn't give us what we wanted when we wanted it. <laughs> you know, I think, I think God, God put a vision out in front of us and, and he, he showed us something and, and, and we had this, you know, odyssey over three years of kind of believing that God was up to something, but not really quite being able to, to grasp it. And then when the Lord chose to move and when he chose to, to give it to us, he did it in such a way that he, he so far exceeded our expectations and so far exceeded our, um, you know, our ability to even conceive of that. And, and, and so it's just, it's been a good reminder this year as we've stepped into that blessing to also just know that, that part of, part of what I think we can be incredibly thankful for is, is, you know, trusting God's timing. And I think it's been a good lesson for us, even as we're walking with adoptive families and foster families and, and, and people that are caught in the middle of weights and are, are caught in the middle of, of circumstances that many times they're praying and wishing immediately would be resolved, that, that we really can trust the Lord. We really can trust that God has our best and, and that he's, um, you know, that he hasn't, he hasn't left us. He hasn't forgotten us and that his, you know, his timing is perfect. And um, it's been a pretty cool story um, to, and, and, and some, you know, some confirmation, I think to our team um, even in that. So even in things that are, you know, that are tangible and perishable and, and, you know, things that are not eternal and then they'll pass away. God's, God's careful um, in, in the way that he, he shows himself and in the way that he, um, in the way that he lets us see him at work. And that's been a, that's been a pretty cool thing this year to, to see. Um, yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, one day we probably should tell the story of all the ways that the Lord closed <laughs> the door on that. And, and again, it goes back to the point, right? Sometimes we don't get what we pray for and we don't get what we hope for. And it's a really good thing. Uh, the Lord is providing. I mean, we actually first started working on this building uh, in December of 2019. And so if, right, that had have gone backwards and we hadn't gotten it, we'd have been stuck with a building right in the midst of COVID. So the Lord knew what he was doing. <laughs> and and we were reminded that, that, that God sees it all. Like he, he's not, uh, He's he's not suspended in time like we are, where everything is linear. But he's he's able to know what will happen tomorrow, what will happen next year. He sees the big picture, and he's a loving and gracious God who who cares for his children. You know, obviously a highlight of of my life and a highlight of this year for me, uh, and I think you would agree as well. Doc is 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 the global conference that we were able to be a part of mm-hmm. in July where we got to see our partners from 17 different nations converge in one spot there in Dubai. And, you know, I think for me and and maybe for you as well, it was not just 
having everyone in one place. Uh, you know, for me, my family was able to go and meet a lot of the partners that that I've poured my life into and they've never known. It wasn't just having them there that was special. Uh, while that was very special, it wasn't just the worship we were able to have uh, in, in many different tongues and many different styles to worship together. That was special. But what was really special is being able to hear from these partners and in one place, in one circumstance, see all that the Lord was doing in and through them. Uh, and, and to understand that even through very difficult times for them and for us over the last even two years, to see the faithfulness of God through the difficulty, opportunities that many of these brothers and sisters had had to see the gospel go forth in some of the, the hardest places, uh, to see the ways that, that uh, the Lord had sustained different one of our partners, but then also just in a moment and in a glimpse to realize the goodness of God that even during a pandemic that the Lord continued to supply every one of, of Lifeline's needs so that ultimately we could supply the needs of those on the ground. And it, it, was, a, it was a humbling moment to see the goodness of God. It was a humbling moment to have all of those brothers and sisters together in one room and in one place uh, I think probably one of the delights of, of my life uh, will be like a highlight. Um, one day when I'm looking back will be that night of prayer on the first night that we had uh, just a deep and a rich night of prayer. Uh, we got the men and the women were separated and, and you and I, Dr. Rick, obviously got to be with the men and we encouraged them um, and not as a show, but but literally just as a, as, as a as a spirit of the Lord moving, we encourage them not to pray in English, but to pray in their heart language. And every last one of the partners later would come and tell us that they knew it was going to be something special when we told them not to pray um, in their second language, but to pray in their heart language. And it 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 was it was special, um, and it almost felt New Testament. You know, and uh, I, I don't want to go all Pentecost, but it kind of <laughs> it kind of felt all New Testament where men were were praying in languages I've never heard, um, because for many of them, they weren't praying in the language of their country. They were literally praying in tribal languages. And it, it was like nothing I'd ever heard. But yet and I don't know if you would agree, Dr. Rick, it was as if I understood everything they were saying. Hmm. You, like you could understand their hearts, even if you couldn't really understand their words. I don't know exactly how to explain that, but it was, it was so rich and so sweet and, and um, just the thankfulness to the Lord for pulling back the curtain a little bit and giving us a glimpse of, of just a shadow of, of what it is that we can, we can anticipate in our future. Right. Yeah. Mm. Like every tribe and every tongue and every nation bowed before him, worshiping him and, and just have a, a, a little piece of that. And I think, you know, we've talked, we talked about it a lot here because it, that just, that was a, it, it was, it was a monumental sort of thing that we saw God do. Um, but I also want to be careful to, to say that um, that would not have happened without 
God's people, hundreds of them and thousands of them investing in so many ways in order to help to, to, to bring that vision to fruition. And so, you know, we, we felt along the way in that, that we were carried along on the prayers and, and, and on the, you know, on the, on the work of a lot of brothers and sisters um, who have believed in that and who have supported unadopted and who've caught a vision for ministering to orphans among the nations and, and doing that through the local church. And, and, and so to, to, to kind of be at a moment and, and, you know, I think we all kind of walked away from that um, convinced that that wasn't, that wasn't an end. It wasn't a culmination of anything. All it was, was just a beginning <laughs> and, and, a and, a you know, to see, to see brothers. And I know we've told this story here before, but indulge me for just a second. The, you know, the fact that we, we sat with our Pakistani brothers and sisters <laughs> who were from disparate places in their nation, who um, in many ways didn't know each other well or, or knew each other to a degree, but had never been able to serve together. And, and again, just seeing the, the anticipation and the providential hand of God at work that they were all together in July and, and were at a place of, of praying together and talking together and building relationships together. Um, and, and now we're seeing them minister to a nation that's been torn apart by floods and, and have such an incredible impact. Um, for Christ because, because they're doing things to care for people in their immediate need, but they're doing it in the name of Jesus and they're doing it cooperatively and collectively and among them. And uh, it's not, it's not a stretch to say if we had not been able to be together in July, they would not be in the position that they're in today to cooperate, to be doing the things that God's accomplishing through them. And so just to see the, the, it, it really has been, you know, this has been one of those years where, where I think we can point to thing after thing, after thing, after thing, and, and just really testify to the fact we just had a front row seat to watching God show off in, you know, in a lot of ways I, I think about, and this is silly, you know, what I'm about to say, but, but I think about the involvement that we had with the Kendrick brothers and with life Mark, um, and, and it, you know, you just have to laugh at some point. Um, if you pulled us aside five years ago and it said, um, hey, I'm going to tell you five years from now, Lifeline's going to be in a position where you're going to have a significant partnership and you're going to be the adoption partner of a major feature film. And, and God's going to use a film to, to tell a lot of people about the the fact that birth moms are created in the image of God and we need to love them well. And, and he's, and he's going to use a film to talk about the beauty of adoption, even in the midst of the brokenness and, and all that. And by the way, little old lifeline is, is going to be in a position to, um, to really take a critical role in that. And I don't know about you. I do know you, we'd have laughed, man. We would have just had a big old belly laugh over it going, what in the world? No way. And yet, you know, we, we got the opportunity to walk through that. And I think what we've, what we've seen as a result is we've, we've seen people that 
it's opened doors to conversations about working together in ministry. It's opened doors in, uh, in, in giving greater opportunity for us to, to come alongside churches and people in, in serving vulnerable women and, 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 and in serving in the area of adoption. And, and, and again, it just, I think it's one of those, that's, that's one of those things to me, that's just a really evident thing where, um, man, we were so over our heads and beyond our, our, um, our comfort zone in doing that. And yet, um, and yet God used that opportunity in a way to, um, to bring about something for, for his fame and, and ultimately for the building of his kingdom. Um, and, and, and you just like, that was, that was something we could not have made happen. And it's just, it's fun to ride those waves. Yeah. It's, it's the simple things, right. That the Lord does that um, are so, are so mesmerizing that you see his hand uh, in the simple things. And, and, you know, I, I, I would be remiss, even as we think about the ministry of Lifeline, that we're sitting here almost at the end of November and over 200 kids have come home to families. And so you've got kids that have a mom and a dad that this time last year, either they had a, they had a birth parent that was, was struggling with a decision for life, or they were in an, in an orphanage somewhere around the world. I, I even think of the other side. I think of the women that now have hope because they've had a family that's come and loved on them and cared for them. I, I think of those families and I know you know firsthand the, the joy of bringing a child into your home um, through adoption and just the simple nature of bringing those children home of having that joy and that euphoria of having a new child in your home uh, is such a, it's such a blessing. Uh, and, and then again, on a personal level, without getting too personal, uh, you know, Doc, you've had it this year for sure. I've had it this year for sure. We've both kind of gone through the grumblies <laughs> of, of, of feeling out of place and out of sorts. We've had some things that have happened to us uh, that we would have never asked to happen to us personally. Um, but yet... At the same time, we saw the Lord through his presence give us joy. I know for me to see the joy come back because the Lord poured out his goodness, even in the midst of some really hard things, uh, even in the midst of some difficult things. And so I'm just grateful for the Lord's presence that uh, he, he, he does stick closer than a brother, uh, that he is our father, that he is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Uh, so grateful for the Lord, so grateful for his goodness. And I, I know we would just tell you as we go into Thanksgiving to, to think about what the psalmist says in Psalm 92. And I hope that even around the table that you take a moment to just thank the Lord, even for the simple provision of food um, and a during a very tough economic time. Psalm 92, it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. To the music of the lute and the harp and the melody of the lyre, 
For you, O God, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. Again, we need to remember to give thanks to the Lord, not just for the big things, but for his steadfast love in the morning and his faithfulness by night. So any last thoughts that you have before we shut it down, Dr. Rick? You know, um, thinking about thankfulness and thinking about the things that we have to be thankful for. And uh, it, it, it makes me incredibly hopeful for the future <laughs> because um, the same Lord that has delivered us, who's, been with us in the mully grubs who's been <laughs> with us in the in in the incredible you know things where we're so excited and feel you know feel so tangibly blessed and, and all that 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 same god is in control he knows the future he 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 knows us and he has us exactly where he wants us to be every every single one of us and and so we really, as as a ministry here at Lifeline, um, look forward to um, anticipating what God's going to do with us all, and and the and the stories that we'll be able to come back and tell next year and the year after, and until um, you know, and, until the Lord comes back, <laughs> that God gives us good work to do, um, and and He is He is enduringly with us, and and that is enough. Um, to provoke incredible gratitude on our parts. And, and so let's be thankful for the simple things and, and let's be thankful for, uh, for, for what the Lord grants us um, day by day. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast. <music>